Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and I have just finished watching UFC Fight Night, Walker versus Hill. Um... Before we get into the main card, uh, let's quickly run through these prelims. A lot of cancelled fights on this card as well uh, due to various uh, injuries and illnesses and, and, and things like that. So we opened up with uh, Mario Batista getting the decision against Jay Perrin in the bantamweight division. Then we went into the featherweight division where Jonathan Pierce got a decision against Christian Rodriguez. Then back to the bantamweight for um, a third round KO by Chad Al Al Anhalega. Apologies, Chad. Um, he uh, knocked out Jesse Strader. Uh, going into the the women's strawweight division, we saw uh, Gloria DePaula pick up the decision against Diana Belbita. Uh, Chaz Skelly was next up, uh, picking up the the second round KO of Mark Stragel. Then Jessica Rose Clark, um, unfortunately her, her recent skid uh, continues as she finished uh, was beaten in the first round by sub by uh, Stephanie Egger, and then the the feature prelim was uh, Gabriel Benitez, um, a big um, member of uh, the the team down there with uh, Cain Velasquez heading up uh, with a lot of prospects. Unfortunately, that uh, didn't come go too well for him as he was uh, finished at the the tail end of the first round by David Anama after looking really well in the in the opening uh, few minutes of that round as well. Uh, unfortunately, he was uh, knocked clean out afterwards. Um, so let's get on to this main card. Uh, and like I said, there were a lot of cancelled fights. I mentioned them uh, uh, last week, but I'll quickly run through them again. So this was meant to be headlined by Rafael Dos Anjos taking on uh, Rafael Fiziev. Um, that that has been cancelled. Then we had a heavyweight uh, fight between Ilya Latifa and Alexander Romanov cancelled. Uh, we had Elise Reed taking on Corey McKenna cancelled. And then finally we had uh, Mohamed Mokoev taking on um, Cody Durden. Um, so, then, so essentially that's left us with a, a five-fat main card. Um, that's not to say that there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of decent action in this card. So let's get into the opener. Abdul Razik Al-Hassan taking on uh, Joaquin Buckley to incredibly exciting middleweights uh lots of uh knockouts and submissions with these guys both give absolutely their best uh every time they come out to to fight sometimes uh they leave too much in 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 the octagon and um and can leave themselves opening for uh vicious knockouts i mean we've seen the highlight reel knockouts both to and uh from Joaquin Buckley and uh, Abdul uh, Razak Halasan is is able to uh, to hold his own 
But getting to into the the fire, uh, it was Buckley that uh, that started the fresher and started the more energetic, uh, popping uh, the few jabs. Uh, Alisson was uh, was. Um, content enough to stay in the centre of the octagon uh, took him a while to start uh, firing um, we saw the odd uh, kick come from him but uh, but uh, mostly with misses it was Buckley who was kind of doing a lot of the work um, we see Alisson slip on a on a high kick and before Buckley's able to get in to, to control it on the ground um, Alessand's able to get back up. Eventually, we see Alessand let a uh, big right hand go, which uh, which really kind of uh, shook up Buckley. It essentially forced him to shoot for the takedown, uh, which was blocked and, and postured by by Alessand. Uh, but this gave Buckley a lot of confidence, and he was able to pepper a few uh, short jabs, uh, keep um, keep Alessand thinking on his feet, and then we see. Uh, another attempt at a takedown, again stuffed by uh, Al Hassan. Uh, Buckley started to land a few uh, big body shots. Uh, Al Hassan answered back with that big right hand again, and then we see uh, a big left, uh, straight left that uh, that kind of rocks Al Hassan, and we can see him uh, see him stagger back a little bit. Uh, Buckley started throwing some big, big punches. Alisson started firing back with some of his own. Um, Buckley uh, goes for another takedown at the end of the end of the round, which is uh, which is stuffed, but he's able to land a few punches uh, before the end. Uh, in terms of who the round would go to, I think it's Buckley mainly for for the action. Uh, although Alisson did hit the harder, uh, the 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 volume was just there with with Buckley, and a lot of that continued into into the uh, second round. In fact, I would say it's it's likely that 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 Buckley turned up the tempo a little bit more. He, he certainly found his range a lot better. Was uh, was uh, very confident, changing levels, leading, uh, leaping forward. Even though he didn't uh, succeed a lot with the takedowns, the fact that he was uh, there, changing up his game plan, uh, landing big shots, uh, and then going for ta- going for the opportunities of takedowns, he uh, he ended up tiring uh, Alisson out, and you can see that uh, he's taking some huge breaths and and uh, Buckley. Um, is able to pin Al Hassan up against the cage, and, and uh, even though Al Hassan is is covering up and making sure that the the shots um, are not all getting through, Buckley is just absolutely opening up from uh, headshot to headshot. And when the when the headshots weren't landing, Buckley going to going to uh, the body, uh, really kind of a uh, um, punishing Al Hassan. Um, but when Alisson uh, sensed a little bit of an opening, he was able to throw some big shots uh, back, um, really kind of landing some huge uh, bombs. Uh, Buckley does uh, end up um, with uh, with the, the takedown at the end, um, ends up uh, essentially sitting Alisson down, um, and he's really kind of a, he's really took the momentum in this fight. The third round is arguably um, Al Hassan's best round. Is um, he seems to throw a lot more uh, shots. He's able to uh, actually get his own takedown um, when uh, Buckley goes in for the clinch, and Al Hassan's able to to reverse it, uh, landing some big uh, shots on the on on the ground. 
um, but he uh, he does overstretch and and really kind of overcompensate for one big shot, which actually throws him off balance and gives a gives a whacking Buckley the opportunity to get back to his feet. Um, so whilst back on the feet, uh, you can see that Alisson has got finally got that confidence and he starts to throw hard shots. But the issue is he's only throwing singles. He's not following up with any kind of combinations or setups or anything like that. Um, we get a, a trip by Alisson, uh, which almost gets into a, um, gets him trapped into a Kimura. Uh, Buckley's able to uh, to get to his back and then onto his knees. Um, Alisson takes the back. Uh, Buckley is able to stand up though. And then we see Alisson dragging back down to the canvas. Land on top, uh, get a few short elbows in. With Buckley in, in half guard, he gets a, uh, a knee shield in to, to really kind of stop the momentum of Alisson. Uh, we then see Alisson try to shift into side control, but he's leaving it uh, too little too late, landing a few uh, shots on the ground, but nothing that would cause a lot of damage uh, to uh, Buckley. And certainly enough, uh, certainly with him needing the finish, he didn't do enough. Uh, he, he arguably won that round, uh, and I think all the judges... Um, saw that, that uh, uh, Abdul Razak Hassan won this third round, but unfortunately Buckley did enough in those first two to uh, to get the victory. That's actually the longest fight that both guys have been in. Uh, I think the average um, uh, fight time for, for Buckley was something like 4 minutes 40 seconds, and for, for uh, Abdul Razak Hassan it was like 6 minutes. So for them to go 15 minutes, is it's a rare treat, and it was a really uh, kind of good chess match between two uh, two good strikers and, and excellent wrestlers so uh, great fight and uh, great victory there for, for whacking Buckley promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks PC Tony here thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10% that's angrylemonade.net Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So next up on the card, we're going to uh, the the lightweight division. Uh, Jim Miller, the old dog. Uh, I think this was uh, officially his 50th fight now in MMA. Uh, 38 of those in the USC um, taking on a debutant in in uh, the octagon, Nicholas uh, Mata. And I saw an interesting before we get into the fight. I saw an interesting statistic of uh, um, uh, Jim Miller's last few fights. Um, between uh, the last four fights, on he has faced three debutants and someone who had um, only had a two and all record in UFC. So um, I think the consensus is that the uh, UFC are doing all they can to make sure that this guy uh, is still able to to make a living. But is 
he gets to that UFC 300 because um, I don't if you if you don't know Jim Miller was on uh, the first was on UFC 100 and he then also fought on UFC 200 and before he retires uh, bearing in mind he's like nearly 40 years old now uh, he wants to get onto UFC 300 essentially set a record that perhaps no one else will will ever be being on uh, three consecutive hundred pay-per-views um, so I do like the way that uh, they they're not so much giving him cans but he's the the testing ground I suppose for for new up-and-comers in 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 the in the UFC um, and unfortunately for Nicholas Mata he he failed the test Um uh, Miller uh, in the in the first round was was able to uh, pull the jab away, uh, following it up with lefts, uh, really keeping uh, Mota guessing uh, uh, to when that that big left was coming. Uh, Mota lands uh, a big left of his own, which uh, almost wobbles uh, Jim Miller, uh, but Mota takes his time and he's, and he's perhaps a little bit too patient and gives Miller the, the chance to, to kind of recover and fire back with some, some leg kicks. Um, Mata goes for a right, which is, uh, which is uh, blocked. Uh, and then um, Miller hits a, um, a low kick, which uh, sends Mata um, off balance. Uh, he follow, Mata replies with, with, with a jab uh, and he's incredibly patient in in this first first round really like i said too patient is not um following up on on his on his opportunities uh, when he's hitting big moves um big shots he's not capitalizing on him um motta uh, lands some uh, some big big shots uh, to the body uh, but uh, Miller hits uh, hits Mata square in the face. Uh, but then, what the difference is that, that Miller was mixing up. He was landing uh, the the leg kicks as well. Uh, really, kind of a uh, um, increasing the the output. Uh, lands uh, a Superman punch uh, to to Mata, which uh, he eats. Then uh, Miller is able to follow that up by uh, getting into the clinch, landing some knees. Uh, Mata's able to, to work his way out, lands a, a quick head kick on, on Jim Miller. Uh, and then finally we do get to the to the, to the the ground for a little bit when uh, Miller lands a, a low kick uh, to trip Mata. Um, but we do end up on the feet. Uh, Jim Miller really kind of uh, bullying uh, Nicholas Mata in, in this first round. Uh, second round, Mata comes out a little bit more active because he's uh, not made a good impression on his first round and certainly needs to, to really kind of turn up his game. Uh, but Miller goes straight back to those legs. He's had a lot of success there. Uh, Mata... Um, trying to get busy with the with his punches and 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 land a few more, uh, but Miller is just absolutely destroying those legs and and following up with uh, nasty peppery jabs. Um, Mata it starts to land a little bit more, uh, but Miller lands a huge right hand that that sends uh, um, Mata down to the floor. Um, as as the old dog would do in this position, he uh, he quickly seizes on that opportunity and just starts landing punch after punch after punch until uh, Kevin Peterson um, eventually stops the action. Uh, post fire, Jim Miller said uh, perhaps maybe Peterson should have stopped a little bit early. There were a few punches that went in that that perhaps didn't need to happen. But uh, them's the breaks and Jim Miller and this uh, kind of retirement journey keeps a chugging. 
So let's get into this uh, the middle of this card uh, heavyweight clash uh, Parker Porter uh, who's been with a couple of really good victories under his belt in his uh, in his burgeoning UFC career even though um, he has been actually in the fight game for a long long time back in 2008 he actually uh, faced uh, John Jones, uh, but he was taking on Alan Bador uh, another member of that uh, Fernand Lopez team uh, from France uh, teammate of um, Cyril Gagne former teammate obviously of, of uh, Francis Ngannou um, so yes, um, there a lot of harp around Alan Bador, uh, uh, Parker Porter, though, looking to perhaps play spoiler, I suppose. Um, struggled in the, in the, in the first round, uh, uh, Bador was very, very light on his feet, able to pop in and out of, uh, out of, uh, range. Um, he was a good four inches taller than uh, Parker Bador and he had a, about eight inches uh, eight inches in reach advantage so uh, he was able to to dictate uh, the the range for, for long periods of this fight um, but Porter's jab is a dangerous dangerous uh, weapon in this game and when he's able to to get inside that that range he's he's a fighter who doesn't have any fear of getting hit Uh, he's more than willing to take a a shot to the face if uh, if it means he can set up for a a jab and a hook um, and get in and out Um, he does that quite a lot his movement uh, for such a big guy uh, is 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 quite outstanding Um, gets in quite a lot um gets the, the the clinch up against the the fence uh porter really uh, staying busy kind of like bullying uh but uh um not in so much in terms of um output in terms of shots but just uh grinding him up against uh up against the octon uh Bidore goes for a knee um uh, Porter's able to uh, to to defend that. Uh, backs away, uh, starts uh, trading some punches with with uh, Bador, um, who lands a really decent uppercut. Uh, but Porter follows that back by uh, rushing Bador up to the fence, elbows. Um, Bador goes for a, for a knee. Uh, he's able to get back to the med- uh, middle. Uh, Porter then uh, takes the the fight to the legs. Um, uh, we end with a, a, a trading shot going into the second. Bordeaux is still trying to capitalise on the fact of his uh, of his uh, reach and his length and his mobility, uh, where uh, Porter is more than happy to get in there and do a little bit of the dirty fighting that that somebody with uh, such a disadvantage in 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 reach needs to do. Lands some good uh, kicks to the body, uh, starts to chop down at, at the legs. Um, he sees uh, Budo winding up some big punches, but is uh, is able to telegraph them. Uh, uses that to get the opportunity for a, for a single. Um, that isn't uh, isn't there, so he uh, switches to the double. Um, Budo um, is able to kind of twist in midair uh, and get actually top position from from the the takedown. Uh, but Porter is able to to get back uh, to his feet, get the get the uh, sweep, and then take his his own top position. Uh, not, doesn't keep him down. Uh, doesn't keep Bador down for long, and he's able uh, he's able to crawl back to his feet. Uh, 
But uh, Porter just clocks in with uh, one of those uh, almost patented Conor McGregor-style shoulder shots uh, before he uh, backs away. Um, and Bedoy's looking a little bit more tired now, a little bit more uh, tested. Um, he's... Um, taking a lot more of the, the shots from, from Parker. He's not uh, as bouncy on his feet anymore. Uh, we'll get some more clinching. Um, Bedore lands a big right hand whilst Porter does concentrate on those legs. And again, uh, another big right hand at just as at the bell, which causes a little bit of friction. Uh, Porter, uh, I think, um, he believed that it was after the bell, uh, but um, it was a little bit of tit for tat, a bit of a kind of the drama of of uh, of fat nap. But going into into the um, the third, uh, Porter is bleeding early after uh, a bit of an exchange um, coming from his nose. Uh, Bador follows that up with a, a, some jabs. Porter goes back to what was working in the second round, and that's the the leg chops. Uh, Bador tries to uh, fire some shots over the top, um, lands uh, a couple of good right hands, which uh, kind of shakes up Porter a little bit. Uh, Bordeaux follows that up with a, a decent uppercut, uh, but Porter. Um, he just doesn't doesn't stop. He's forever trying to move forward. Um, Bedore starts to do a little bit of showboating, which is uh, confident, I suppose. But I didn't think uh, he he was certainly in a winning position. Uh, it was a lot tighter than perhaps he thought it was. Um, and then uh, as we get to to the final stages of the round. Uh, Porter um, tries to go for the, for the takedown, uh, which is sprawled by uh, Alan Bedore. Uh, Porter tries to stick with it and is able to muscle through and finally get the fight down to the ground. Uh, Bedore flat on his back. Uh, Porter goes for a, a Kimura, uh, which isn't there, but he, he does... Um, he does Get uh, get half guard uh, about a minute to go. Uh, Porter pushes up to to mount and starts hitting some uh, some elbows at the end. Uh, I think that is what uh, essentially secured him that round. Um, and that and the 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 impressive second uh, meant he picked up the the unanimous decision. All three judges giving it twenty nine twenty eight with uh, Parker Porter picking up the victory. So next, let's get into this core main event, and this was actually a catchweight fight uh, at £195. That's because Carl uh, uh, Dorcas was actually meant to face Julian Marquez, um, but unfortunately Julian Marquez was uh, pulled from the event and replaced at very late notice by, um, by Jamie Pickett. Um, and Jamie Pickett may, uh, may want to rethink taking these uh these last minute fights because uh it wasn't a good day at the office for for him um so we started the 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 first round with uh Dorcas using his lengthy range to to keep uh Jamie Pickett at bay uh low kicks um punches uh then draw for the takedown uh went for the for the single but um Pickett is able to uh, defend well uh and and grabs all of the neck uh, as they do eventually go down to the floor, Pickett able is uh, able to maintain control of that neck. But um, Kyle Dorcas, uh, elite level wrestling, um, he's not um, not that uh, concerned about it. Eventually, he's able to pop his head out, uh, works uh, 
works his way to his knees, grabs the net from the front, looking for the guillotine, uh, pick it. Um, he gets, he's able to, to calmly get back to his feet. Uh, Dorcas does not uh, let up though, and he's uh, able to clinch. Uh, Pickett does try to to work his way out, um, but uh, Dorcas lifts him up and slams him back down to the floor. Uh, Pickett, again, just powers his way back to the feet. Uh, Dorcas does try to uh, backpack, uh, but unfortunately it's not there. Um, so we get a reset um, where Dorcas has to start uh, throwing some more um, shots, which he, he happily does and lands a few right uh, hands. Uh, then gets another takedown. Uh, Pickett is able to defend from his back, uh, but this was this is ideal position for for Carl um, Dorcas, uh, perfectly in control. Uh, goes for the the squeeze on the on the dash chalk, and just as the Claxton goes for the end of the round, we see um, Pickett tap. Um, so with less than a second on the clock. Jamie Pickett um, submits to Kyle Dorcas, uh, Dorcas's dash job. Uh, quality victory for for uh, for Kyle Dorcas against somebody um, who usually is much much bigger than him. Um, but yeah, unfortunately for 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 Jamie Pickett, this was one uh, last minute fight that maybe he should have avoided. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. Main event time now, and uh, this is um, uh, an exciting fight between two... um, Two very different style of fighters. Johnny Walker, very exuberant. Um, sometimes to his own detriment, uh, that exuberance. Uh, but he uh, he seems to be maturing to a, a, a top draw um, um, UFC fighter. What he needs to, to get is consistency, uh, which um, the same kind of consistency that, that almost took him to the to the big dancer when uh, John Bones Jones was champion, uh, and he's coming up against uh, Jamal Hill, who has been an absolute killer uh, in in recent months. Um, Jamal has had some huge victories here in the UFC, um, including that that light heavyweight fight against Orvin Saint Prieur, uh, and and the very controversial victory over uh, Jimmy Crew uh, late last year. Um, but Johnny Walker is, a, is certainly a step up, and if he is able, if Jamal was able to to pick out um, Johnny Walker, then that would be certainly him pushing for uh, perhaps uh, a title shot very very soon. Um, Walker starts very fresh, um, but Hill is able to um, to defend the some of the kicks. Um, Walker then defends uh, kicks of his own and really uh, started to uh, uh, kicking almost a kickboxing match. Uh, Walker and, and Jamal 
uh, trading kick after kick after kick. Uh, eventually, uh, Walker hits a, a, a high kick and then follows up with a, a spinning punch, starts to, to push the pace. Uh, Jamal Hill uh, easily deals with it, slips out of the way. Uh, Walker keeps firing the, those head kicks, um, but Jamal uh, answers with a big right hand uh walker then tries to clinch uh, but there's uh there's nothing really there for him to to work with uh hill starts pushing the pace a little bit more um avoiding those potential counters um hill lands a a, a good high kick of his own uh but unfortunately brushes the the shoulder uh of of walker and kind of like takes the the momentum off it lands a clean right hand to the temple and, and both guys were throwing bombs at, at this point um, and Jamal Hill took one clean on the chin but um, Jamal's uh, shot to Walker lands clean on the temple of Johnny Walker and instantly uh, he, he was out, his brain shut down, his arms flailed in the air, his legs gave in and he just dropped to the canvas, uh, follow up shot but this fight was absolutely already over uh, and in in the space of three minutes uh, Jamal Hill has just destroyed Johnny Walker and like I said picked up a massive massive victory that certainly will be putting him in contention for a title shot uh, hopefully in the, in the upcoming months so yeah that's essentially uh, Fight Night all wrapped up uh, but the UFC train keeps a chugging and we will be having another Fight Night next week. Uh, this one headlined by Islam Makachev who was meant to be taking on uh, Benil Dariush uh, but unfortunately Dariush had to pull out so he's now taking on uh, Bobby Green who who fought last week uh, so the fight is now going to be at catch weight rather than at lightweight. And that's also uh, core main evented with uh, Wellington Turban taking on Misha uh, Serkinov in the middleweight division. We're also going to see Armin uh, Sarukian taking on Joel Alvarez. Uh, Armin Petrosian taking on Gregory Rodriguez. So there's a lot of uh, big, big fighters on, on this card. So definitely tune in to five rounds for that um, action next week. Uh, but that's essentially it from, from me tonight. Um, you can follow me on social media at PodfatherMags on Twitter. I'm also now all over TikTok and uh, Instagram at MagsAllPods, I believe it is. Uh, but certainly come and, uh, come and check that out. Uh, follow Carlos uh, at Kirby underscore Carlos and uh, follow the show at Five Rounds Pod. Uh, definitely go check out the rest of the content on the amazing networks that we uh, are proud to be a part of. That's here on Radio Techers, that's here on The Chair Shot, and that's also here on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, but that is all from me tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.